0: I mean, take your seats um, and welcome to. Um, uh, hopefully, it'll pop up on the screen in a moment and then I can get clicking away. That is brilliant. Thank you. So, uh, in this month of devotion, last Sunday we looked at devotion in fasting. Today we're looking at devotion in worship. Um, next week, prayer uh, with our special guest, Phil Woolley, who's with us the week after. Danny's going to finish this month of devotion um, with devotion in the Word. Psalm 27. Is, is that up there now? It is. Oh, that's good. Um, one thing, Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. I'll uh, just pick up verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord wow and to seek him in his temple for in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling he'll hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle he'll set me high upon a rock then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his tabernacle I'll sacrifice with shouts of joy I'll sing and make music to the Lord, hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek His face, Your face, Lord. I will seek. Wow, what a psalm of of David. I'm not quite sure why. My, ah, there we are. It came through in the end. If you're on it, guys, I'll leave it to you now. I just I'm going to put the clicker down. Then I won't be. Disappointed. I'm not quite sure why that wasn't wasn't working. Thank you for following me through. It'll be really simple. Listen, worship is foundational. Uh, as part of our devotion, as growing as disciples, you may say this morning. Maybe you sang that song and thought, oh, "No, there's no musicians. Everyone's going to hear my voice. It doesn't matter if you can't sing a note. You, you're not not a worshipper because you're not on the worship team. We're all in the worship team. That's good news. I didn't have an audition. It doesn't matter. Your audition is being following uh, is following Jesus. Um, in life, we all worship. Something. In fact, we worship many things. That's what this month of devotion is about. It helps us. As we were saying last week with fasting, we're turning our heads from all the other treasures and idols that we so easily run after and turning again to face the one true treasure, that is Jesus Christ. Uh, And you and I are called as worshippers. The mission of Jesus is to make worshippers from every tribe and language group. One day, from that kind of crowd, around the throne of the returned Jesus, there'll be people from every nation. And what will they be doing? They'll be worshipping Jesus. So we better get in training now, hadn't we? Um, David, in this psalm, and right through the psalms, consistently made a choice to worship God. It's the key to his leadership. His longevity in his life, um, never mind his leadership. It's David's default setting, it's his immediate response to pressure, I'm going to worship, to enemies, I'm going to worship, to God's blessing, well I'm going to worship and give thanks, to needs for provision, I'm going to worship God, Uh, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord and worship him, it's David's default setting. In the next 20 minutes, before we worship and then baptize, I just want to remind us there's nothing more important that we can learn again in these foundations of devotion in worship. I want to, I'm catching David's heart as I've been in these psalms this week. I hope you do too. We're, we're learning again. I think we said it last week. We, for, forget the crowd for a moment. Although actually what we do together in worship is important. That's another point for another day. But we here to worship the Lord. Our audience is is one. Everything else we do in life seems to be connected with other people, but we're here to worship the one, Jesus Christ. We're not performing for others' expectations of us. David said here, one thing, one thing, one person satisfied that's what we're running after and learning to do all of that within the demands of this crazy connected 21st century busy life learning to be worshippers first I hope my prayer is that this morning and this evening really help us in that church so I'm going to give you 10 things in these 20 minutes Um, some of you will know these things but I hope they stir you again number one Worship makes God bigger, as if you could make God bigger than he already is. We can't, of course, but Psalm 34 and verse 3, David says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Like a magnifying glass, or if like me now, you think I need a bigger, bigger font in my Bible than I used to need. We need to make magnifying. Of course, we can't make God bigger. He's a great big God, as we sing with our kids' church. Um, but He grows in our perspective when we magnify Him, when we focus on Him. And, and and listen, here's the other side of this: when I fail to magnify God, what do I magnify? I magnify my stuff, my problems. Take the perspective; they take centre stage. My circumstance—it all becomes very self important. Can you see how selfish? Uh, we're made for worship but we quickly become so selfish and narcissistic. That's a good word. It's not easy to say without your teeth in. It's one of, one of the reasons why we work hard to, to, to sing scripture songs and songs that lift our heads to a big God and remind us of truth rather than just have a diet of songs that are about me and my feelings. They become a little bit navel gay. We've got to get confronted with a, a big God so we can stand like we've done this morning and say, wow, yeah, my hope's in you. I love you, Lord. I lift my voice to you. Up, getting my head out of my life and my stuff. It's just what happened for the prophet Isaiah. It says, in the year King Uzziah died, Uzziah was the prophet Isaiah's friend. He's grieving. He's anxious about what will happen now to the nation. With a change of leadership. What does Isaiah say? In the year that my friend died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Wow! worship makes God bigger. Our circumstances are really important to God. The stuff you're going through right now, this is not escapism. You don't have to forget about it. It really matters to God. He knows and he cares. But I'm going to do what David did. I'm going to do what Isaiah did. In the midst of our circumstances, I'm going to lift my hands, lift my heart and worship the Lord. I think it's no wonder we so often get overwhelmed with life. It's because we don't know how to worship. We just we just look in on ourselves. And we, we... one of the reasons we're talking about this stuff in this month of devotion is that we, we've got to learn to worship a big God again. You've, you've got issues in your life today. Uh, I've got issues. Man, I'll write your list. I'll put it on the big screen. Uh, and if you haven't got issues in your life today, wow, I'm very pleased let me let me tell you something let me give you an insight that's just how it's going to be in life um and and we equip you as pastors, leaders not by running around trying to sort out all your issues for you but by helping you to learn how to worship a bigger God I love that I get to say that with a musical accompaniment as well um (laughs) that is good news um and I'm sorry if I just embarrassed you there whoever's phone that was worship makes God bigger worship changes our focus you remember, maybe you know the story of David and Goliath. David was very clear when he met Goliath. One Samuel 17:47, "The battle is the Lord's." David said, um, "He came against his enemy not in his own strength." Um, not with a clever strategy he wasn't confident that he would just passed his level three slingshot and round stone selection course uh, it, there was no confidence in that although he had some history and track record in fighting against bears and lions but he came knowing who is this size philistine the lord will give me a treat and our very first thoughts as we as we come in a room like this, or as you get up with your Bible and your cup of tea, and it's still dark in the mornings, as we enter into worship, they, they begin to challenge the focus of our lives. As we as I start to magnify mornings on my own, or here in the room with, with you guys, I, I'm just beginning. To, I'm just David to wear. I, I I take off all the other strategies. All the ways I think are going to help me in life. Um, I take the focus from myself and my pressing issues. And I just, I just put it all before the Lord. Onto the God who can help me. Onto the one who can fight my battles for me. Wow. Uh, and so uh, worship begins to change our focus. Number three, worship unlocks the presence of God. We've got incredible Covenant access to the presence of God. What I mean by that is that David was speaking, worshipping before Jesus died on the cross. He had to go to a special place, work in a prescribed way, work with priests and sacrifices. We don't need special times, places, procedures, buildings. Jesus told his disciples when he was promising that he'd send the Holy Spirit, I'll be with you always. We've got 24 7. Open door access to the beautiful presence of God, and yet so often in, in my life and in our lives, if we're being honest, we let this great reality that God can be present with me all the time. And, and, and so we've got this great promise. But somehow, so often I think I can just go through a week, uh, and I, oh yeah, I worship on Sunday, and I kind of mm, I hold my breath and trying to get through to maybe small group midweek. Okay, maybe the following as though I can kind of live out of God's presence for a few days. What do I do? I take the battle back into my hands, me and my stuff again. So we need to prioritise worship in our lives to daily enjoy his presence. I don't say daily to be legalistic with you. Oh no, Steve's saying I've got to worship the Lord every day. It doesn't mean you've got to get your guitar out, but it's just every day, every moment, awareness of his beautiful presence with us if he, if he's alive and he really is then we we can experience his presence in this way i remember i'm sure i've told you this story before the when we three months into our first church plant in the north of england and i was working for a big insurance company in manchester and i was going in for a meeting just before christmas knowing that that meeting today would determine whether my job continued in manchester or not and we bought a house there and we were planting a church there and we had a six-month-old baby, um, and uh, we had no way out if the job ended. And I remember going into work that way. Uh, This was before um, you could pretend you were on kind of, you know, phones and phone calls. People thought mad if they saw you speaking in the street and there was no one there. It was before iPhones. What did I do that morning as I walked down to to Oldham Station to commute into Manchester? I'll tell you what I did. I sang my heart out to the Lord that morning. I I, I wept and I I tried to tell myself rejoice in his presence. I I gave the battle to the Lord again. His presence unlocked something in me. It unlocked the situation I was fighting in. It took fear off me. As David says in this psalm, uh, he sets me On a rock, and we need to find ways of cultivating uh, to practice his presence. Worship is one of the ways. always going to go full panto. Put it at the front. Okay. Thank you for your, your care for me. Um, David didn't wait for his circumstances to change. In Psalm 27, I opened up with, he's surrounded by enemies. Psalm 34, when he says, magnify the Lord with me, he's, he's amongst his Philistine enemies. However tough it is for you right now, and for some of you, it's tough right now. Please don't wait for change to come before you worship. We worship within our circumstances. Because he's worthy of our worship. Sometimes we say, oh yeah, when I see a hopeful sign, then the thanksgiving will come. No, we learn to worship our way into thanksgiving, even when we don't know how. I, I, man, you and I will know times if we follow Jesus for a while. I remember seasons in, in, in every church that we've been involved in leading where we thought life is falling apart around us. The church is crumbling. There are situations that we just don't know how to handle. A number of times over the years, I've sung with Daniel's friends in the old testament story where they're in exile and they're about to be thrown in the fiery furnace because they refuse to worship the foreign king uh, and uh daniel's friends say i might die in this furnace you may not rescue me but you're still worth it and a number of times i've sung that song alone in the mornings before the lord saying god everything's falling apart the church is going to go my job's going to go I, I don't know how we're going to serve you anymore but you're still worth it. it it wasn't a song that really caught on in church um but it's a good song to sing and what happens there's a release of hope and joy that comes flooding in to saints that will take hold of God in that way who loves to lead us through into his promises let me hear an amen please amen. number five <coughs> worship reminds us of truth Colossians 3:16. we're commanded to let the word of God dwell in us richly to sing to one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs. We'll do some of that at some point soon. I think we'll make you sing to one another on a Sunday. Uh, The Brits love that. (laughs) What what happens when we worship is the Holy Spirit takes truths that we're we're beginning to get and he he targets them into into our lives. John 16, 13, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. He calls him the spirit of truth. He says he'll guide you into all truth. He reminds us of the things that Jesus said, And taught us over and above our feelings and our circumstances. What are we doing Sunday by Sunday when we worship in this way? Are we just having a song singing time? Is it like karaoke with good musicians uh, helping us? No, we're speaking truth into our spirits. And the Holy Spirit is reminding us of truth. Um, And we get to recall truth as we worship with these songs. We get to sing when you're at home and worshiping the Lord. Worship with your Bible open. Sing some scripture that you'll recall. The, The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Number six, worship brings fresh energy and vitality. Boy, some of us could do with some of that right now. I, Lord, I'm looking for fresh energy and vitality. Isaiah 40, 31, what a promise. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. I'm just enjoying this spot here with the winter sun through the windows. I, I, oh, it's like a sun lounger moment in Turkey somewhere. How beautiful. If you're sitting in the shade this morning, this is really nice. Um, although I'm going to need my factor 30, I think, if we carry on like this. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Psalm 23, 2. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Worship brings fresh energy and vitality. I, it, it's not just you guys. It's me. And I, this is the third church we've been involved in leading over the decades now. And I sometimes wonder, why are our churches so full of drained people, people who are overwhelmed with life, worn out under their circumstances. We know these scriptures. The remedy, in part, is for us to worship the Lord. I remember in um, it was the winter of 99 uh, and into the, the, uh, the, the tipping over into 2000, when Kaz was really struggling with postnatal depression after Daisy. And, and we were, we, the, the church plant was growing then most of it was out of our home, apart from the horrible community centre we rented on a Sunday for about £5 a, a day, uh, and uh, she was so locked in with, with depression that she, well, some days didn't come out of the bedroom, but certainly didn't come out of the house. We couldn't have people in the house. We got to the point where we thought, I, I can't go on like this. We know God's called us, but we're just going to have to lay it down and go back down south to be near family just so she can get well again. I remember one day when I cancelled another meeting and Kaz was upstairs, really, really low, and I was downstairs. I got my guitar, and I just began to sing Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord uh, in, in tears for you to turn and hear my cry. Um, and it says, you, you lifted me out of the mire pit, out of the mud and, and the mire, and you set my feet on a rock, and, and you put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to my God, and many will see and hear. And uh, Nothing changed that day, but I sang that song over and over in tears. But faith began to rise in my heart. Strength began to come to me. Fresh vitality came to me until the breakthrough came. Hallelujah. Worship brings a clear focus, number seven. Uh, And we're going to finish shortly so we can worship. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to anyone this morning or is he just stirring my heart today? Worship brings a clear focus. It keeps things simple. Things that seemed so important when I came in the room this morning. They just don't seem to matter so much. We begin to focus on the one thing that really matters. Wow the Lord's here. Jesus is here. I, I'm left as a worshipper before the Lord. Uh, and that's why some of the, the physical actions in worship are so helpful. Just to, to close my eyes, to lift my hands to, or to bow before the Lord. I'm remembering, wow, I'm here. I'm alone. I'm before the, the Lord. There's only one thing that matters, David says. One thing that I seek. One thing that I ask that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. There were so many things I came with on my mind, in my heart, but there's only one thing now that I'm drawn to, and that's you and your beautiful presence, Jesus. Worship brings a clear focus, number seven. Number eight, worship lifts burdens. Psalm sixty-nine, nineteen: praise be to the Lord, to God our Saviour, who daily lifts our burdens. Wow, uh, we need our burdens lifting daily. Jesus is worth praising. As we come to him, he promises to lift our burdens. As we come heavy laden with life, he promises to take from us all the things we don't have to carry, we shouldn't be carrying, things that are his to carry and his responsibility. Uh, And he connects us into him, into his life, into the new and living way. This is the Jesus that invites us in the Gospels. Come to me, all you who are heavily laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. So simply when we worship, we're reminded of his promise to sustain us. Uh, our, again, our worship of God isn't escapism. It's not like I've shut my stuff outside and when I go back out, I'll pick it up again. And oh yeah, that was nice for half an hour, wasn't it? Uh, I know the issues are still there. I know the stuff you've got to face at work tomorrow or when you get back home later today. Or that pressure at the end of the night, it's still there. It's still very real. Um, we're not escaping from it, but it's as though we've put it into God's care. In fact, it's not as though we have. We have. <laughs> um, in faith, we give it to him, and he does the work of sustaining and refreshing us. Hallelujah. Maybe that's something some of you need to do as we worship in a moment. Number nine, worship gives solutions to issues. When you don't know what to do, when you haven't got a clue, um, oh, I've just seen Brian come in. Brian loves Elvis. When you're caught in a trap, Brian, when there's no way out. Do you remember that one? Okay, what do we do? We come back to God and worship. He loves to lead us into answer. Psalm 105, 3, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Why should our hearts rejoice as we seek the Lord? Because when we seek him, we will find him. When we knock, the door will be open. When we ask, we will receive. And so we begin to rejoice. I've lost count of the number of times I've laid awake at night uh, speaking my worries out loud, thinking I'm praying when really I should have come rejoicing before the Lord and just worshipping him. Um, I'm so grateful for these, these weeks, these seasons of prayer and fasting where I, I get to remind myself these things and reorientate my prayer life again. Worship brings solutions. It enables us to inquire of the Lord in a wonderful way. Uh, so, We, we had uh, the start of this week, we had some online 6.30 in the morning devotional times and sometimes we get so hung up in our, our quiet time, reading the Bible praying in the morning, is, is it 15 minutes of this and 5 minutes of that, should I read some of the old, some of the new, do I sing out loud or do I just sing in my heart to the Lord, hey, we get so ordered about what's study and what's prayer why not just enjoy the presence of the Lord, why not just worship him with the scriptures open and see what happens and then ask him about some of the problems when you've taken some time to do that I think for some of us today, if you just give yourself each morning this week just to worship the Lord, I I can tell you, you'll come in next Sunday and some of the things in your life will have shifted. Some of the big challenges in your life, the Lord will have just dealt with them. It's not that they don't matter anymore. He will have just made a way through. Uh, I challenge you just to give the Lord your mornings over this next week. And Number 10. Wow, we got there. Worship causes my faith to rise. Psalm 74:26 My heart and my flesh may fail. Uh, Newsflash, will fail. My heart and my flesh may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Um, it's impossible for us to worship God without faith rising. It's impossible for us to talk about worshiping God without faith rising, because my faith is rising as I'm sharing this with you. It's because of who we're looking at and who we're coming to, who we're running to. We're coming to the one who holds everything in his hands, the one who wins all the battles, the one who knows all the solutions, the one who knows the beginning from the end. We're coming to the one who heals, the one who provides, the one who never leaveth. Or forsake us. The one who keeps all of his promises all of the time. The one in whom all things are possible. The one who holds all things together. It's hard not to feel faith rising, isn't it, as we come to him. Why why would we starve ourselves and refuse to come in that way at the start of the day? Why would you even go out the door to your workplace in your own strength when we've got the opportunity to engage with a God who deposits faith into our hearts? Wow, hallelujah. Worship of our big God. Releases faith. Ian David, come and help us. We're gonna worship the Lord again. Let me just challenge you, church. Before we worship, we've got time. We're baptized later. Knowing these truths, wouldn't we make every wouldn't we strain every sinew, make every effort to keep worship uh, and the devotion of Jesus central in our lives, whether it's at home. Maybe you're thinking this morning about just some of your own space, how you do that. Man, it can be complicated, looking at, at days there with a new baby. Some of you have got young kids. Some of you are racing out to get the, the, the 558 to London Bridge in the mornings. It's, it's hard to think, wow, where do I set aside time for this? Find a way, the Lord will help you. But don't we, it doesn't matter whether you're singing in your front room or whether you're coming here to sing in the crowd, but when we worship, something begins to change in us. Yeah, just begin to play something beautiful, guys. Um, we, the Bible says uh, biblical theology, I guess in one sense, would, would teach us we become what we, what we worship. When you read in the Old Testament, the people of Israel, they became as weak and as ineffective as the idols that they worshipped. Last week, we looked at some idols that fasting helps us chase down. Do you wonder why some of us are so weak and effective in our lives? We're, we're worshipping in the wrong way, the wrong things. Come on, worship with me. Let's learn again to become strong in the Lord and in his mighty strength. We're called to give ourselves to Jesus. Paul says, to become like you. Wow. Um, we've got to worship him. Why don't we stand up now? I could say more things, but I want us to worship. I just encourage you. Don't be in a rush. I'm sure there'll be some prophetic contributions, some prayers, people you are stirred to go and pray with. Like me also, you'll have things in your head that distract you i was going to talk to that person or is this i have that conversation in the corridor I'm just go have that now while we're while we're singing no 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 come on let's get after jesus now we can talk later jesus can deal with the people in the room and the situations in the room right now as david says jesus you're, you're the one thing the one thing that i seek after lord we come to you now and uh, we invite you Lord, you know our hungry, thirsty hearts. Even as I speak in this way and as we've begun to worship already this morning, we recognize there's a deep appetite in us. You've made us to worship you. It's not a hard thing, it's so easy. We're made in the image of God, we're made, we're designed to be worshippers, to have it's the most natural thing for worship and praise and adoration of Jesus to be drawn from us. Oh God we're sorry that it's got just buried under so much of life or that we've given our worship away cheaply to other idols. Will you just lift our heads again now. Draw us again into you. There's no one like you. Begin to bring a song from our hearts. Baptise us in your spirit again. Awaken the gifts of the spirit. Let faith Rise, let vitality and strength come, let clarity come to those that are confused. Oh, come and do all these things and more that worshiping our Savior Jesus does. Hallelujah! Come on, don't wait for these guys, just begin to lift your voices, praise the Lord, tell Him you're hungry for more of Him, and then they'll lead us on, I'm sure, into something amazing. Our
1: God is greater. Our God is i uh-huh.